I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Three, two, one, boom, Nick, we're on. Nick, is that the same mic you're using for your podcast? Yeah, mm -hmm. it's the same one. It sounds so good, man. People think you got to spend a lot of money on stuff. You don't, bro, because that's like one of these like. That's that. That's an entry level mic, and it sounds awesome, man. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it is. I think it's like I don't know. It's basically like what you said, entry level, like beginner mic. Yeah, and it sounds great. Like it really does, dude. It sounds like on the podcast really good. Now, are you in a special room that helps it acoustically too, or? Ah, uh, to be honest with you, I have no. I I don't know. I don't know anything about any of that. <laughs> so I don't know. It could be, but no. This is um just a room. I don't know. So now, nah. dude, I'm so excited to talk to you, bro. I appreciate it. Thank and you. I'm, so I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Because only baseball players understand how hard it is to pop on social media mm -hmm. the way you're popping. Because out of all the content, baseball is like the least one, man. Because it's just yeah. weird. The community vibes a weird way, man. Very weird. Very weird. And it's. It's like it's not so like you think it'd be more loving. Like you yes. think we get a guy like you and just like, man, I think let's go with it. How can we help this kid? How can we push him? How can we push him? It's like some weird hatred thing, you know? It's like weird. Do you see some of that or no? To be honest with you, and I'm going to be completely real, um, I really – I've been very blessed. I don't get a lot of hate in terms of like the videos and like the response to the videos. But being – a, a player in baseball and like playing in high school, playing in college and stuff like that. And like going to the tournaments, going to the, to the prospect camps and stuff like that. Totally different ball game. I mean, it's like an ego fest over there and like, as it should be, but at the same time, like everyone's just worried about themselves. And I feel like it, like the way it's, it's, it's made like the, um, like the certain showcases and stuff like that. Like right. I'm not going to name anything, but like, it's meant to be very competitive and a lot of perfect people, game. They, You're not going to name any of them. Perfect game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like I, I can remember, I can remember going to like a couple of tournaments or a couple of prospect camps and it's all about just like wearing like the perfect game hat or like something like that. And it, it, I wouldn't say there's hatred. It's just, there's a lot of egos, but as far as the videos go, I mean, like I said, I've been very blessed to have not really come across that much hate. Um, so in, in your first podcast, you said you got some pushback from the Italian community. Yes. Yes, I did. Yes. And and it was because when I first started making the videos, like making the TikToks, there was there was like so in the Italian community, everyone is very passionate about being Italian. Right. So when someone comes out and like starts doing like the old school, like the like the, the voices you see in the mom who's like, hey, how you doing? what's going on? Like automatically they assume like this kid is like not not Italian, this like that. And that's so far from the truth because I come from a very like old school, traditional, like off the boat right. Italian. Thing. Right, 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 right. Um, but yeah, no, I, I received some backlash for it uh, for sure at the start. All right. Your baseball career, because you're freshly moved. You're 20 years old, you told me, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. 20. A baby, dude. Your baseball career, 
Mm-hmm. Was it what you anticipated? How far did you go? Like, talk to me about that. So I like baseball was my first love, my first passion. Baseball, besides my father and, and my and my upbringing, baseball taught me everything I there is to know about work ethic, about pursuing a passion, about anything relating to achieving something in life because baseball was the first thing that I ever fell in love with. So because of your dad, your dad was a baseball guy. Well, my dad was a baseball guy, but what, not, not because of my dad. I, when I, when I said something about my dad, just like the life lessons I've learned from my dad and like growing up um, is, is one thing that I contribute to the way I operate now. But the other thing is, is that really taught me a work ethic. Well, I'm, let's not say that I'm, I'd rather say that like, my dad wakes up every single day and he, and he, he works and doesn't take a day off. Everyone in my family has always been hardworking. Like if you want something in life, you go get it. doesn't matter. What does pops do, Nick? What does pops do? Uh, My dad works for um, a billing supplies company. Nice man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it it really doesn't matter where he works. The point of it all is that he gets up every single day and does what he has to do. And like even my sister, like she's a student, she she wakes up, she studies and stuff like that. So I've always been around people who work hard. Right. But once I fell in love with the game of baseball is when I really started to understand, like, what it means to want to work towards something and achieve something. So I always wanted to be a professional baseball player. I think that's every kid's dream is to play a professional sport. And I was the same exact kid. And if you would ask me when I was playing, like, what's the end goal? I would just say I want to be able to make money playing the game that I love it didn't have to be major league baseball it didn't have to be anything like that like if I wanted to play you know overseas somewhere and make like I don't know however much I get paid that would have been fine for me because I was doing something I loved and I was getting paid for it Um, all right let's go step by step so you're in little league right you're little league who's training you are you because you mentioned you had a personal trainer as a Spanish dude sometimes was it pops training you well talk to me through that so in in little league it was just like the the dads or like the coaches and stuff like that and like nothing really um nothing really crazy there but as i was getting older and as i really started to take it seriously i actually um started working with a hitting coach and me and the hitting coach my hitting coach's name is al we developed an outstanding relationship and like i still talk to him to this day and he really taught me like everything I know about like having the right mechanics, knowing how to stay poised when you go for three, knowing like how to, I don't know, operate on the field, how to be a leader and stuff like that. And yeah, I would go to him twice a week and we would, uh, it would be us in a big group and I would hit with some guys who were much better than I was. But I mean, that's, that was the best. I mean, you would take your round, you go and you talk to all the guys in the back and like, I don't know, just chop it up. And I was young. I started working with him when I was 12 and I worked with him till I was 18 till I stopped playing. Nick, where what where are you from? I'm from New where York. Where did you play baseball? In New York? Is that where you play yeah. baseball? Well, I played I, I played baseball, like high school baseball at, in New York, and then I played college baseball at uh, Montclair, New Jersey. Montclair, New Jersey. Okay. New yeah. Jersey, I had no idea had popped off. There's some I think after Mike Jersey. Trout, it's yep. been crazy. I've spoken at USC Elite there a couple yep. times. Yep. Up mm-hmm. there in their places and Dude, like I know so many good players from up there, and when I was growing up, it wasn't like that at all. Really? Yeah. Now they got some dogs in New Jersey. I now mean, that it's was like the best sick, man. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Now it's like it's 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 like sick, and and it's hard because you guys don't have the advantage we have down here of playing all year round. So yeah. it's I'm oh, in yeah. Miami. 
So it's a, okay. it's it's totally different. You know, it's totally yeah. different. You're you told me you played second base. Yep. It looks like you're still in great shape. You yeah. know, um, I think now even probably more because you don't have to worry about the baseball oh, man, shape and naked. I'm in much better shape than I was when I was playing ball because and when you play ball, ball, like, like. You, you like after the tournaments, after the games, or even in college when you get on the bus, like you're not really true. Well, when you're at the tournaments, you always go out with the team afterwards. So like, and you're going to like, I don't know, Chili's or something like that. So you're kind of eating like garbage. But then like in college, I really wanted to like, I, my health was like number one. So I would literally bring like a bag of grilled chicken to every game and Look like a you, jar man. of peanut butter. <laughs> and like in the dugout, like in between innings, just like, eating a piece of plain grilled chicken with my hand, but, um, yeah, bro, it's just, that's dedication. You're as you were playing. Yep. Your dad, Uh was he, I, this is where I connect with a lot of people. I became, I became popular uh, being the kid whisperer, pretty much talking and getting the relationship between parent and player. My dad prepared me for everything in life. Except mm-hmm. to deal with me, except to deal with him, mm-hmm. he would beat the shit out of me. I've always talked about this with failure when I was it was horrible, and everybody knew mm-hmm. what was happening, including my mom. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like I got stuck with that. When you failed, how was pops? Was he cool with you? Was he nice. like, hey, well, was he American dad or Italian dad? Like in your mm-hmm. in your things. <laughs> Well, all right, let me set the record straight. My dad is nothing like the guys in the videos, like, and not even a little bit, except for maybe playing catch when I throw one over his head. He told me to go get it. But um, 100%, I mean, what he told me was that you got to fail. Like, you're not, especially in baseball. I mean, baseball is a game of failure, and and the guys who fail seven out of ten times are the the best players in the league. And whenever I would fail, whenever I would, like, not – perform when I thought I was going to perform it was never like yo how how could you do that this and that it was always like okay like it's okay you're gonna if you want to get better you got to work and if you want to fix something then go fix it you know what I'm saying it was it was never like there was no animosity there's no anger like he was so much more just proud that I was even like chasing something you know what I mean and to him I'm pretty sure that was that was more than enough so I, I'm very lucky and very blessed to be able oh, to that's be awesome under that roof. yeah it was never he like I said, he taught me that failure is necessary in order to succeed in life, and you know, here I am. I love that. I love that. Nick, how tall are you? Five seven. Which so we got on? five seven. Oh, no, good, good, good. So we got five seven, right? All right. Mm-hmm. What was your sixty time? Oh, my sixty time was like seven three. No way, yeah, dude. Yeah, I was slow. I'm slow. I'm slow because I'm. St- I got. I got big legs. I got short strides. I mean, I'm not making excuses, but yeah, no, I was beefy. So so. When you were playing, is uh, Montclair is that Division One or what division? No, is they're that? Division Three. But the 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 uh, what you call it? The conference we played in, the NJAC, we played teams good. like Rowan, uh, TCNJ, right. like the best teams in the country. I mean, the the competition we played, and I played against some dogs before, like in travel ball and stuff like that. Right, 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 right. Best competition I've ever played in. And so while so while you're there, mm-hmm. you're thinking to myself to yourself, okay. I got high school. I'm playing baseball in college, which a lot of people don't know. It's awesome, man. Just to play in oh, college uh, and get that is is amazing. Obviously, yeah. Division One is different. It yes. has different perks and different vibes and the whole thing. But yes. everything is cool. Everything is cool. Mm-hmm. You were telling yourself, okay, I got four years and and I'm and I'm out, right? And and that's it. Yeah. 
what are you telling yourself for the real world? What are you thinking? What was your mindset? At the time, uh, I, I, I like to live in a moment. I, I like to really like not think too much about the future. But of course, I mean, because fitness is also a big passion of mine. So I um, wanted to be a personal trainer after school. I, like I went through the whole like maybe I want to, you know, do like business work on Wall Street, stuff like that. But I can't put on a suit every day. I can't go into an office. It's just it's not my forte. I'd rather put on shorts and, and a T-shirt and, and, and do work in, in that all day. So um, my plan was to be a personal trainer after after college and work my way up, hopefully build up enough uh, clientele and stuff, make enough money and open up my own gym. And freshman year, I was like, like set on that. Like that was the plan. Um, so I got certified as a personal trainer as I was like at school. I took this online course, took me about six months. Um, I got an A on the test, which was nice. And then nice. I opened up a, a service out of my garage. And um, no way. Was, so so yeah. out of the garage, people were coming to you or you were just yeah. streaming? No, people were coming to me. This was before social media. Like people were coming to me. And then just by word of mouth, I mean, um, no one really picked up a weight on my team in high school. Like I was always the one to like get everybody in the weight room and really emphasize, like, if you want to get jerking to the next level, you need to perform in the weight room because everybody right. can hit a ball. Everybody, at, cause the guys who want to play in college, everybody at the college level can, can hit a ball. Everybody can feel everybody has a, a one nine pop time, but what they don't have, some guys don't know how to lift the weight to save their life. You know what I'm saying? And if you can make a statement in the weight room, that's going to catch the eye of not only the players, the older guys, but the coaches at the strength and conditioning coach, everything like that. Um, so I was kind of known around my areas, like, okay, Nick, the meathead, he like gets in the gym, he like Nick figures it out. <laughs> so just by word of mouth, yeah, Nick, the meathead, just by word of mouth, I was, I was talking to clients and I was doing stuff online as well. But, um, yeah, the plan was to, to be a personal trainer after school. And then we blew it up. So then, yeah. this, this thing, dude, you don't know how many people have sent me your, your things, right? Really? Oh yeah, dude. And I. The minute I saw it, I, I I love it, and I'm starting to, I'm starting to get to a place where I'm known more and more, and it's mm -hmm. easier to to get people. And I wish I yeah. could do it to everybody, and I, especially to guys like you, because I love these type of interviews because you're successful now. I'm yeah. I want to talk about your mindset, how it feels, your rush, if you're worried about anything, if you're. Yeah bored if you're this because when i try to do is i try to watch when i started when i started i've been doing this for three years you've been doing this for how long about eight months eight months yeah. which is super fast to be as successful in your i mean fast. you have very fast. millions millions of views and it's it's a good niche so when i watch you the first thing that i think of is okay we have a little bit Different on a couple things, but almost like a Domingo Ayala 2.0, right? Yeah, well, that's, a, good, that's um, a compliment. Thank you. It's a compliment, but to me, it's it's a compliment. But at the same time, there's only so many things Domingo Ayala can can do. Oh, absolutely, right? But you being so young and so talented, and in a niche that got you outside of baseball too, mm -hmm. right? How do you view that? How do you see that as you are right now, the king of what you do? Well, first of all, thank you. I appreciate that. That means a lot. Because um, Domingo was someone I used to watch all the time. And to be honest with you, like, 
this happens so fast and it's so easy to get caught up in what's going on around you and like however many people are reaching out and however many people think like you should do this or you should do that. And it's taught me to really like focus in on the ones that like whose opinions I value and those who I look have looked up to before the social media ever happened. Um, so who'd really you look up to before? Who'd you look up to before? I mean, my father, like my, my old uh, baseball coaches and, and stuff like that. I mean, no one really like famous in particular, but like guys just yeah. who I would go to for advice. I'd still go to them like for the same advice. Really? Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, now, what do they tell you, Nick? Like, cause they, I'm not sure if they know what TikTok is or they no, know no, like no. the dancing is that. So how would you like approach it? What would you ask them? Just like in terms like, like just the, the mental thing. Like when people, when, when you're blowing up on social media, a lot of people are reaching out and it's yes. very easy to get caught up in that and get very overwhelmed very quick. So whenever I would feel overwhelmed, I would take a step back and I would reach out to some of my boys or I talk to my dad or talk to people who, who understand me and know me as a person and just hear what they have to say. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't go in the, in, in the conversations like expecting like the answer to all my questions or whatever, but I would just right. be like, listen, like, I feel like overwhelmed. Like what, what, what do you think about this? I mean, like, I know you haven't, you don't know what it feels like cause it's, it's very unique and it's very rare. Um, but the, just the main thing that I've learned is just to really take it one day at a time and value everybody that comes your way, embrace every like feeling that you get and really pay attention to the ones that matter and, and listen to what they have to say. Because at the end of the day, no one is a genius at this. No one knows what the algorithm is going to do on Instagram. Like this could all end tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, and absolutely. I would, uh, getting my education is one thing that, that is going to, is like the one piece of advice that has really been important. Like it's very easy to be like, yeah, fuck school. I'm not going to do this and, and stuff like that. Um, so stick with my education. And I talk to my aunt a lot as well. And she tells me just to value every opportunity that comes your way. And if it's not the right, if it's not the right opportunity, it's not the right opportunity, but at least you give it the time of day. You know what I'm saying? Cause people are investing in you. People see something in you and you can kind of, you can kind of determine whether someone just wants something for their benefit and doesn't want to like benefit you as well. Um, so I would, I don't know, just really value everything that comes your way. Take it one day at a time. Take it nice and slow and always enjoy it. Like this started out as something that was fun to do during the quarantine. And I'm just going to keep enjoying it and ride the wave. Nick, when you're doing something like this, I tell people a lot that, at least for me, the most successful thing I've ever done is become Coach HP by far. The impact, all these things. Yeah. But it's also the most loneliest thing. Because I can't really, nobody can relate to me. Do you yeah. find yourself with that? Because you're not like at the, what is that called in Los Angeles? The Sway House or the Cloud House where all those people get that. So yeah. you're very like, you're still in a real blue collar, normal world. Yes. Do you feel yourself isolated somehow from people? Because you're not your average 20 year old and what you're doing. I wouldn't say, I think, I feel like isolated is the wrong word. Um, but I definitely feel like there's a disconnect, especially between like me and my boys when like it's just very easy for like my friends to bust my balls about like, oh, you don't got time for this. Like, oh, you big league, you me right. this big league. Like 
And to me, it's like, or, or for example, if I'm like, oh, I did like 50 cameos today, I really don't feel like, you know, hopping on Call of Duty or something like that. And they're like, oh, ooh, must be a rough life. And it's like, but you don't, you don't understand that. Like you don't, and yeah. it's not a bad thing at all. Like I'm not yeah. mad at you or anything like that. You just don't get like, like using your personality all day, being in front of a camera, saying the same, AA don't buy squat, like saying that same thing over and over again. Like it gets a little like like draining on, on, on your, not your emotions, but just like overall mentally your draining. Vibe, like your vibe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It'll just throw your vibe off and you'll just be like a little bit of a mute and that's okay. But like, there's, there's definitely a disconnect. I don't feel isolated. I just feel like sometimes it's, it's not, not that it's underappreciated. It's just like, you don't understand it. So like you, it's just quick for you to be like, oh yeah, well that's a tough problem to have. I'm not complaining by any means. I'm very blessed. I'm very lucky to, yeah, to yeah, have of course these sort of problems but like it's just it is what it is but um i mean there's times where you feel like no one gets it because it's very rare and unique like what you said um, yeah, yeah. But, dude let me ask you a question girls slide yeah. oh, first of all are you single or, or no i'm single yes i'm single a lot of girls sliding in the dms or no uh so i i would i get a fair share i mean it, it's it's nothing like you know like it because my audience is also primarily male dude so yeah, dude um, but you know, yeah, there's, there's, there's times, I mean, it, it's very, it's very relevant, but a lot of times, have you, have like, you, have you, have you, uh, hooked, have you gone out with anybody from that hooked nah, up with anybody no, from that? Nah, you know, it is cause it's, it's, it's COVID and, and, and trying to, trying to play it safe. Um, but at the same time too, it's like a lot of the times they're, they're a little bit older than me and they're probably like 25, 26, 27. I mean, I'm not complaining, but like. <laughs> <laughs> Mix in the yeah. thing. <laughs> no cougars, bro. What, yeah, what's I your mean, age like, group there, bro? What are we looking at? Listen, I mean, to me, listen, I give everybody I a chance. I give everybody a chance, but like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm out here talking like I'm getting, I'm getting people in my DMs left and right. I mean, it happens, but nah, right. nothing's come from it yet. Uh, I love you never it, know. Dude. Maybe, I love it. maybe it will. But. No, after this, we're gonna. Oh my God, you have no idea, bro. Some, <laughs> some Latin girls are gonna start busting you up, man. <laughs> They'll be like, "What's up, papi?" <laughs> bro, um, your mindset on this, Nick, as you're doing this, how do you approach this? Because there, even though you told me you freestyle a lot of things, it's yeah. gonna go. How do you come? How? What's your organization? Okay. One post a day. Break it down for us. Okay. What's your genius mindset you got going on with this? Okay. So at first, before like it really started to pop off, I was very, very, very unorganized. I would, I would literally, it was just like if I felt like filming something, I'm going to film it. And now it's more of like, okay, I'm going to do this post on this day. Then I'm going to take a day off and I'm going to do this post on this day. I'm going to do a cameo here, two cameos there. And I really schedule it now. Um, so what really, so I have, um, a place where I keep all my ideas that just come to my head. I'll write it all down. Right. And nice. yeah, so I have that somewhere in my phone and it's, um, it's like this long list. I mean, I got content for days on that, on that uh, part of my notes. And so when I schedule a video, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this video. And then, then like the freestyle starts to happen. Like I'll get an idea. But I won't think about what I'm going to say. I won't think about where it's going to be, what I'm going to do. That happens right when I'm ready to film. I'll, I'll get all the stuff I need, and I'm like, okay, then we're going to start filming, and, and it's just going to flow. And if I don't like it, I'll delete it and think of something else. And that's how it's been the entire time. And, like, uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it um, kind of thing. But 
in terms of scheduling the post, I'm way more organized than I was. But in terms of filming the actual ideas, it's it's been the same. It's it's 100% of freestyle. Um, Nick, and you're recording it from your phone or a camera? From my phone. From my phone. Right on the TikTok app. Right on the app. Okay. Mm -hmm. I I love, by the way, that you're doing cameos. I because the it's it's not only is it the best but what you're doing in my opinion really plays to do everything like it like like it really plays to you could do cameos you could do yeah a patreon also if that kind of yeah. works out you get at some point yeah. you know the future of of these guys right because you came up with pasquale that name is uh that's the Just dad. Always, that's the Italian dad, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. That you use the app that stretches out the face. Yeah, that's right on TikTok. Yeah. Okay. So you have him. You have the. I think my favorite one, which I don't know if it's probably popular one, the one with the with the three, the the kid, the kids first at bat. Oh, and then um. And yeah, you have like awesome, four or five. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Oh man. That, <laughs> That thing you know, was that, I love that one. Yeah, nah, that's good. That was a good one. <laughs> that would crush. Do you remember what day you recorded that? Uh, like what day of the week that was? It was it was opening day for, for Major League Baseball. They actually reached out to me and said, if you make a video for opening day, we'll like put it in the algorithm real good on, on TikTok if you use the hashtag and stuff like that. So it was opening day. That is awesome. Who re TikTok reached out to you or, no, or MLB? Major League Baseball. Whoever runs the account of Major League Baseball on TikTok. Uh, that is awesome man so you're like that okay so surreal so how did you talk to me to your brain you go all right okay. how do you come up with the four characters the whole thing talk to me about that all right all right so you know you ever play you ever i'll use baseball as an example you ever you know take a round of bp and like the it just feels good and you and like if you want to go oppo you're going to go oppo if you want to if you want to put one over the left field wall you're going to do it if you want to hit a ground ball at the middle you're going to do it you know you ever get that feeling yes sir and it feels like you just can't miss. Yeah. That's that weird feeling is what I get every time. And I'm not saying this in a cocky way. It's just how it is. Every time I go to film something or film like a video, I get that weird like feeling that I just know that I'm going to do something and it's going to be good. And if it doesn't feel right, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pursue it because I know if it doesn't feel right in my head and I don't think that it's funny that no one else is, or not as many people are going to think it's funny, but Whenever I like for let's talk about that specific video for an example. I it just it I don't know, it just comes. Like I, I just get in that zone and I get in that like mindset of like I'm it's I play I play the scene in my head and then I put it on the camera. Like I get I get the photographic memory of it in my head and then I just go from the photographic memory in my head to the to the to the camera and like try and make it look how how I how I had it out in my head. Okay. Now yeah. You're in the, you go, okay, I'm going to start in the backyard. Do you yeah. start in your house listening to some music? Are no. you like, how do you crank that up? You're like, okay, I'm going to go outside. Do you have props there? Because you, you had my man with the, the helmet with the Italian yeah, flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, did that. I did like two minutes before, before I filmed. I was like, oh, this would be great. Like, what can I do to make this look great? And yeah, I mean, listen, like I probably... Uh, I'll just like have a sandwich or something. Like I don't really think too much into it. Like once I grab, once I grab the 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 guinea tea and once I grab the sunglasses and stuff like that. Once I film the first part of the video, I'm just like I'm just rolling. Like I, there's really not. It's not that intricate for me. I don't know. I just 
it just comes like some people that are good at math. You know what I mean? Like some people, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. give them some like algebra problem, right? They could solve it. No problem. Some people can even do it in their head. Me, I'm never good at math, but like I, it's the same thing when someone who's solving an algebra equation for me making these videos. Nick, that's why I, there, I'll give you my advice on this. You, you're talking about school, buddy. Hey, they, the only school that's seeing you, if I were you, is the one that pays you to go talk. Listen to me. <laughs> I'd, I'm not going to any school. I'd be reversed. I would be, oh my God, because you have, nobody does what you do. Nobody is as cool as you. You're not some idiot that thinks you're, because this is the that. number, the number one thing. This is, this is serious, bro. I've been on some stuff and listen, there's fame and yeah. then there's, there's social media stuff. And yeah. unless you're like, listen, like a Logan Paul or those people on that level, yeah. but there's some people that have 50,000, 60,000. Yeah. You're going to be known in certain places, but don't act like an idiot. Yeah. And I see uh. people, I've seen so many people, manipulate the camera with kids to look like if they're signing autographs and to do all this weird stuff. And the fact that you're a cool dude and you're so young and you're so talented and successful and it fucking comes natural. So it's not like you're not sleeping three nights of, Oh my God, I don't know what to post, bro. I'm telling you, I would be doing exactly what you're doing, bro. I like I put it. everything else on pause. I'd be crushing the gym. Yeah. Like you're crushing the gym. Yeah, I'd be. You still live at home, or you got your own spot? Yeah, no, no, I live at home. <laughs> Even better, bro. Yeah. Right there, your own spot there. Just tell pops, listen, give me a break when I bring girls over, or whatever. If you got a base, <laughs> or whatever you're at, that's I'm telling you, bro. And just literally, bro, with what you're doing, Nick, you could probably, well, in a blink of an eye, bro, in two years, you save a million dollars, man, easily. Listen, I'm telling listen. you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I really, I really take pride. The talent's in it. there, bro. The talent's there. Thank you. That, like I said, I, I appreciate you, you telling me that, and it, it does mean a lot because, um, you know, like, it, it means a lot when someone else like gets it. You know what I mean? Like when someone else understands that, like, like, they, like there is a talent there, and I'm not saying that in a, in a cocky way. I'm just saying it like it's, it's because sometimes like you see like people try and and I've seen it all the time, and it's the most humbling thing ever, and like the most amazing thing ever when people try to use the long face filter and and make like videos and and kind of replicate yeah. mine. I think that's awesome, but like you can definitely see that there's also like a little bit of a difference between how I do and how some other people do it. And I really take pride in, and and this is number one to me, like all this social media stuff could end. And if, if I'm still known as a genuine guy and still known as someone who gives everybody a shot, no matter who you are, what your follower account is, if you're a good person, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to help you out. Um, that to me is something I really, really take pride in because it's very, very, very easy to get like, higher than than what you think you actually are in something like this and in, in, in social media because social everyone has a social media and if you have right. a follower account that's over 10k if it says k on your social media account all of a sudden you're you're perceived in in, in society as something a little bit uh different than everybody else whether it's a good or a bad thing um so i really try and 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 really take pride in, in maintaining who i am throughout this whole entire thing and that'll never change and i can guarantee you that it'll never change yeah, that's awesome. And listen, at 20 years old, bro, you're still, I tell people all the time, I would have in high school eliminated half, probably 70% of the math, algebra, calculus, <laughs> bullshit like that that we never use unless you're going to be a doctor or something and put 
human relationship 101 how to be vulnerable yeah. as a dude dude i'm cuban yeah. you're italian yes they're not teaching us vulnerability bro it's yeah. the reverse you know what i'm saying yeah. unless you got a special dad or something because that wasn't probably taught to him so i think relationship building super important super vulnerability important. super empathy Very, yep oh empathy you know? is number one empathy is number, number one, one you know how to deal with how to deal with chicks how to deal with yep. situations how to own up when you fuck up that's and big that is arguably number one as well as accountability accountability is something so important to me because it, it teaches you it teaches you that like if you take if you take action for times where you mess up not only are you gonna improve your your chances of like let's say I don't know. Let's say you're going to do something for someone and whatever you end the plans up, end up falling through and it's your fault and you blame someone else for doing it or whatever. If you were to say, you know, what, I messed up. I'm sorry. I'll make it up to you. How can I make it up to you? This and that and, and give someone like like reasons uh, or, or an opportunity to prove to them that you're genuinely sorry and you and you want to make up like the opportunity that you lost. Uh, to me, like that sets the example for for the person that you're dealing with. And I think that. Um, it really sets you up for more success in life if, if if you're held accountable for what you do and you really know when to say I messed up, I'm wrong. Um, I love that, bro. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's so important. I love the the pivot you took with the podcast. I'm gonna yeah. tell you why. Because now we're now not only are you able to hit fastballs, but now you're showing you could hit curveballs and changes. Yeah. So a lot of people don't do that. They want to stay comfortable yeah. and think they're hitting fastballs all day, and then yeah. I, we figure you out, and here comes curveballs all day. Yeah, right? yeah. How many episodes of the podcast have you done? I've done five so far. The podcast is a, a what's on your mind is a review of your week. Yeah. What are you doing with the podcast? What is it? Um, so honestly, there's it. It really is anything from me um, having guests on the show. Like I have, I've met some really cool people along the way during this journey. And um, eventually I want to be able to get them on the podcast. It has me just telling stories from when I was a kid. Like I tell stories of like embarrassing shit that my mom would do when I was younger. Um, I talked about Christmas on the last episode and like how I believed in Santa until I was 13. Um, but so you believe, really, whoa, 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 hold on. So you believed in Santa till you were 13? Listen, I was 12. But yeah, listen, what, here's the thing is that I didn't. I knew he wasn't real. Like I knew it, but I just couldn't. I couldn't, let, I couldn't let go of the, of the, of the belief. I couldn't. I, I would convince myself. Growing up, what was your favorite gift that Santa brought you that you remember? I one time. Oh, so I got uh, an aluminum bat, an Easton, like all black, like aluminum bat. I remember it clear as day. And that was cool. And then what type uh, of Easton? What type of Easton though? I don't know. It was it was it was a long time ago. It was the first bat I ever got. It was like uh I was probably I did probably couldn't even play T ball at the time. Um but oh, it was wow. like yeah, it was like black and silver, and it was like it didn't even have like the end cap on it. It was just like one of those straight up like solid aluminum pieces, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, um that was pretty cool. And then oh, I'm trying to think, like I got a down comforter. You know what a down comfort is with like the feathers and like the yeah, like big time. Oh, do oh, I mean, I took some pretty pretty nice sleeps in that thing. But uh, <laughs> what was that? You brought up bats. What was the last bat you used? The last bat that I used. Well, I was so whenever I would take beeps like I or BP, I would always swing wood. Um, and I was big into uh, Marucci, and then I started swinging Victus a little bit. 
Um, it's aluminum. What was your last aluminum? What was your last BB cord? The Rawlings Vila. Rawlings Vila. Uh, maybe, no, maybe it was a, Go ahead. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. What about this right here? Look. Ah, wow, yeah. That's what do you it. think of this? This is this uh, is now this is so you, I, don't, I don't think you swung. No, you probably swung because okay, this is I swung that one. You swung this one? I swung that one in I want to say sophomore year of, of high school. Damn, my man. Yeah. So this is look how crazy bats are now, bro. So this is the 2021. That they just changed, they just changed the colors, right? Bats, when I played, bro, it was literally grab a bat and go. Now they all have yeah. different stuff. So this is their. I'm going to show you three options here, bro. You that you like bats. So this is their big dog. What's that? The Quattro? This is the Quattro Pro, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So two piece composite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. BB Core. Uh, this is the this is their flagship. This is 450. <laughs> this one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I know. Which, which is crazy. Now. I love the Velo. Velo's for bat speed, and this one they put an end cap, so an extended end cap, which is like graphite. So this is half hybrid, half composite, half alloy. Bro, this yeah. crushes, bro. This oh, is awesome. Dude. Oh, that thing is the best. And oh, then man. they revamped for the... Hold on, I got this right here. Hold on a second. For the Rawlings... Like old school, old school, old school. They revamped, which it looks gangster, bro. The fifty one fifty. Oh wow, that looks good. I swear, looks sexy as hell. Man. Yeah, yeah, that thing yeah. is nice. They revamped it to look like the old Velo. So, bro, it, it it crushes really good. And then here's a little bonus. I'm gonna show you this one. You like? See if you like this one. So, let me see. There's there's a couple guys. There's four guys in the bigs that that swing that have deals with. With with Rawlings, yeah, David Ortiz Some guys swing Rawlings. Who? I think David Ortiz swung Rawlings for a little bit. Then he started swinging Marucci. And he started so yeah, he he became big in in Marucci. And then some guys do it, but it's weird because it's not like in in basketball. If you sign with Nike, you're not rocking Adidas in the game. No, you're, no, no, no. you're in trouble. But in yeah. baseball, you can swing other bats. Yeah, yeah. So you'll so you'll have other dudes. So. This one, out of all the Rawlings ones, this is my favorite one. And he does swing it in the game. So you see this here? Wow. Yeah. This is uh, Machado's model, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it's like this because Manny puts pine tar. Yeah. So it comes. Oh, it's, yeah. There is no I pine tar, but the it's the same a, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a pine tar guy? Bro, I oh. hated pine tar, bro. I, I didn't like too, that. But it looks so cool. I hated it yeah. too, but it looks so cool. And you cool. have it on the helmet, all in the helmet too? I, well, I I pulled the helmet move once, but like I was like, ah, no, it's too much because if you get the real good pine tar, like it, you can't even like you can't even let go of the bat, like you, it's it's a problem, yeah. and it would stick yeah. to my jersey, and I would lay the bat on my shoulder, so I would have to to do without it. Nick, you strike me as a high socks guy. Are you a high socks guy? I was a, I was a little bit of a high socks guy. I mean, I, I I switched it up. What I would do is what I would do is is I would in my senior year of high school, I rocked the high socks. My freshman year of college, I rocked the tapered, like, pants. You know what I'm talking about? Like, the ones, yes, like, that had, like, the cuff at the bottom, and I would roll the cuff up so you could see a little bit of my socks. Um, and, yeah, that was the move freshman year was the tapered joint. Batting gloves, obviously, right? Oh, 100%. I had, 100%. One, I had batting gloves at the plate and batting gloves in my pocket. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know about that. Two in your pocket? Yeah, no, I have a pair in my pocket, and I and I've had I've had a pair um, 
No, I keep a pair in my pocket when I was up to the plate as well. And then I would wear the Oakleys to class. Like I was, I was all about it. Baseball is the most amazing thing this world has to offer. To uh, your wristband guy too, or no wristbands? I, you know what? Or you do that forearm one? Nah, you know I tried the Evo shields. I tried the wristbands. I it was cool for like a little bit, but I would I wouldn't put them on my wrist. I would take the sweatband and I would put the sweatband on my forearm, and then I wear the three quarter sleeves on my glove hand. And then I would leave. I would leave the wing free because that thing oh, needed to. That thing needed to, to rip. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. if you I wore to, if I wore the sleeve, it was too much. I couldn't. I had no control of my arm. Really? And people usually do the reverse. You, you, people usually cover the arm. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The yeah. other one open. Yeah. I mean, playing in the in the East Coast, like during like fall ball, yeah, I would I would have the sleeves on. But like when we went down to Florida, oh no, nah. no, nah, I would let it fly in Florida. I wouldn't put anything on my on my throwing hand. Nick, what was your last walk-up song? Do you remember? Yeah, you want to hear it? Um, Let's go. The, cir- the Circle of Life. Joanna Cespedes is a walk-up song. The, the Lion King. The, the Lion King, huh? The beginning of The Lion King. Yep. Oh, yep. look at you, man. I, I always like guys that switched it up. Well, yeah, I switched it up as well. No, no, I but that do... switch it up and, and do stuff that that's an un- that's a super uncommon oh, one, you know? Yeah. Oh, like yeah. like this guy with Baby Shark, like Soda with Baby Shark. That yeah, was good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. That's, there's a guy in, because I call some games sometimes. Yeah, that's. And cool. there's a guy that had party in the USA. Oh, that's. No, awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> it was. You funny. love that. The, yeah, it was funny though. Like we, uh, my junior year of high school, we played against. Um, I don't know if you're. Are you familiar with Lenny Torres? He got drafted in 2019 draft. No, no. From the Cleveland. All right, so he was he was chalking like 96, 97 at the time, and like the Phillies were there, the Yankees were there. And I'm a junior, and he was the same age as me. I was hitting third, and, like, just stupid. Like, my walk-up song would come on. Like, he was just like, who is this kid? And I'm, like, walking up there like nobody's business, holding my cup, and like, whatever. And, like, he – um, I mean, he struck me out on three pitches. But, like, it was just funny. The The walk-up songs to me is, like, the best. I had so much fun trying to pick out my walk-up song. I did Frank Sinatra. I did everything. Nice, dude. Nick, why do you think, man – I, I ha- I'm i going to have on, which is going to be an interesting conversation. I'm going to have on Trevor Bauer's agent, the girl, uh, okay. Rachel Lugo. Oh, yeah, she's, yeah, doing, yeah. she's doing great. I'm going to have her on yeah. at some point, and I'm going to have Trevor on too. Why I think he's super important in baseball, especially the fact that he won a Cy Young really justifies him because I'll get your opinion on this. I saw Alex, Alex Bregman. Mm-hmm. Try to be Mr. Social Media, which is awesome. I loved it. Yes, yes. He had a YouTube channel. Yep, he was I all blogging. I videos. Yep. It was awesome. He's an LSU. He's doing that. For some reason, and I'm going to give you my rationale, and you mm-hmm. being an expert on the subject, you, you tell me if I'm right or if I'm wrong. Okay. If I was, first of all, I think baseball players are getting roped up way too early. Like every baseball player, for some reason, is fucking engaged, married, like at the age of 20, yeah, 21. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, what the fuck is that? That's number one. Yeah. That's I'm against all that. So <laughs> if I was right now, if I was mm-hmm. fucking Fernando Tatis, Javi yep. Baez, one of these fucking characters, I'd go after any Kardashian, any Jenner available, <laughs> any one of them. Think about this, bro. Pop off like you got no idea. Yep. Right. I go after. They're too young. I don't know. Maybe the older D'Amelio, but I'd go yeah. after every, or maybe Addison Ray. I'd go after all right. those right. chicks, bro, right. and make a statement, Joe DiMaggio style. 
Okay. Right? With Marilyn Monroe. Monroe. You're going to like that one. You're a Yankee guy, by the way? Is that your team? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Joe DiMaggio style. And then the man, nobody's done it better than him. Jarek Jeter style. You oh, know what I'm saying? No, like literally better than Derek. Nobody. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Gangster like that, bro. What the fuck happened to us baseball players that we became like, I think the money's too much that that it just, and it's so funny. When I talk to you right now, I see your Italian voice is in my head. I don't know why. And I, and I never think about that, by the way. You know, I never think about that. Yeah, yeah. But it, like the money in my head, it's not like the money. Like I, I almost said it like Italian style. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Oh, but, yeah, God. Yeah, like what happened to baseball players, bro? We used to be the top of the thing. Well, that's a loaded question you just asked because – I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like social media has become way more powerful now. And I feel like a lot of these guys are starting to realize that like they're playing ball, but they're also like a lot, like you'll see like a lot of guys who like get drafted and stuff like that. They also like are business owners as well. Like some of them own like ownership in this company or that company. And they're like really marketing themselves. Honestly, I don't know. I just, I feel like, I mean, and you were talking about the, like the, the Sway house and like stuff like that, like Addison Rand stuff like that. There's like a stigma on social media about like getting involved with, with like the TikTok crowd or something like that. And I don't know. I feel like these guys are just not. Yeah. By idiots though, by idiots, because I, cool. I think it's the move. It's, it's why Dave Portnoy comes and forms BFF with He's Josh Richards. He's a genius. And I think we're not. And listen, my Latino guys, bro, what the fuck, man? I listen. I thought Puig was gonna do it, gets roped up and whatever. <laughs> then Baez roped up. This it's like there's there's yeah. nobody, you know. And I mean, even, we, who else? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I really. I, I don't. I mean, know like Dante Bichette Jr. Do we need that guy to fucking? He's Brazilian, right? He's half the thing. Listen, I really. I got no idea. I don't. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe the athletes just aren't, it's not in anymore. Maybe like the girls aren't really sliding into the DMs. I don't know. I, I can't tell you. I really. It's, it's only baseball, bro. Cause NBA is destroying us, bro. Like literally <laughs> like I see it. And, and the funny part is dude, mm-hmm. you doing what you do now. Yeah. You're in the millions of views. If you'd have been in the basketball world, you'd be in the yeah. tens of millions of views. You think it's so? just, of course, because the, it's so big, man. Yeah, well, it's I also so, think there's, there's and baseball is a, a taste. It's an acquired taste. Yeah, it's not it, like it, yes, I was just gonna say that. I was just gonna say that it's not baseball is a very particular niche of people, as you were saying before. And even like when I would talk with my hitting coach, like he would, we would take a few rounds, and then he'd bring us all together, and he would say, "Baseball is a boring game." Even yeah, me, horrible, I, like horrible. he was like, he was like, I, I don't want to stand out in the middle of the field for nine innings. Like the, the best part about baseball is hitting like and and in, in all reality, it's a three hour long, boring game. And I don't know, maybe maybe that's just it. Maybe it's just like there's no there isn't as much excitement in like watching a baseball game or, or stuff like that. And like it's it's so true, though, because. Like if unless you've played baseball and unless you've like fallen in love with the game, you don't under like when people ask you baseball so boring. When people tell you baseball so boring, like those kind of people they don't get it because they've never played it and they've never had the passion right, right, for it. Right. But I'm sure you and I can relate to where it's like, yeah, it is a boring game, but for whatever reason, 
I am in love with this game. Like, I don't know what it is. And maybe it's you know, just you, you have that. I know you have that. You know, I'm going to be honest with you with me, bro. When I think of baseball, yeah. like, I'm not in love with it. I'm more in love with helping people and talking to people than yeah. I am with baseball. It's just I've tried to escape baseball, but it's like uh, Michael Corleone in The Godfather 3. I try to get out, but it just pulls me back in. Yeah, and yeah, I thought yeah. I was... I was out, but then the Rawlings thing pulls me back yeah, in, yeah. and it, it's just, it's so funny when when A-Rod got with J-Lo, okay, wow. and Alex, for better or worse, was the guy, a couple mistakes here and there, but he was the guy, you know, with the contracts and with the yeah, stuff, yeah. and he got with her after, this is right before he got with her, this is him, Shark Tank, A-Rod, yeah. entrepreneur A-Rod, he yeah. was like a ESPN A Rod, I yep, think. Yep. He yep. was like at 700,000, 800,000 followers. Yeah. Next, she had 75 million. Yeah. At the oh, time. yeah. Oh, yeah. And now look at him. Now look at him now. It's, now he's he, in the middle. It's, it's the yeah. move. It's the move. So I just think, man, I can't, like, as I start to see people and I'm like, dude, like, we can't. And I also thought it's, it's like a curse because look at Bregman's situation. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Social Media. Yeah. Here came the scandal. The dude, yep. peace out. Now he's not in it anymore. You know, right. and it's like I, I love the, I love the MMA community, because that's oh, all Conor like I, my favorite athlete of all time. Bro, Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor, um, my favorite athlete. I've had all of Jorge Masvidal's team on this. Hopefully, yeah. he's, uh, he's going to come on soon. It's a different vibe. I love. I'm a big Dana White guy. I took care of him a couple yeah. times in Vegas when I was there. I fucking love that dude, bro. But yeah. these guys run Major League Baseball. Like, of the dude's fucking cursing. He's on Instagram himself the whole time, yeah, yeah. like promoting. Yeah. The best thing that that Dana White series is fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, and ba Bauer is the guy though. Bauer is is like well, the only guy who's crushing it on social media. One thousand percent. He is one hundred percent. He's a personality. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And like, I mean, you you see the whole. I don't know if you've watched because I used to watch the driveline things all the time. Like of just like the live abs and like Bauer would show up to you know driveline baseball. The guys yes. who like do the yes, pitching yes, programs yes. and stuff. And that's how I actually like found out like who Trevor Bauer was. And he was just like like just an electric guy. Like something that's just not familiar to the game of baseball because the game of baseball is also very proper. You know what I'm saying? Like it, 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 there's a lot of like unwritten rules in the game. And I feel like those rules are sometimes overshadow like the personalities of the players. You know what I'm saying? Cause like organizations are very particular about what they want this and that. Like for example, the Yankees, you got to have a clean shaven face and stuff like that. So it could be, I don't know. It's just, I don't, I don't know. No, but if you if, look, okay, but hold on a second. Let's take a look for a second. So let's see if you remember, because we're 20 years apart, me and you, right? Yeah. The Oakland A's of the 80s was the most gangster team of all time with, with McGuire and Seiko, Ricky Henderson. Those yeah, yeah, colors yeah. were just it's insane. Yeah. Those Oakleys. That's when the Oakleys became popular. Yeah. With They used to wear these fucking fluorescent green Mizuno batting gloves that you'd yeah, thought I, you I feel landing. like I've seen them, yeah. They, they've done some throwback, like you were landing a plane, bro. Like that yeah. thing was just insane, right? Baseball was electric. Then the Yankees of the 90s, don't even talk to me about that. That that's yeah. huge. Oh yeah. Um the Maguire, Sammy Sosa thing, amazing, yeah. all this stuff, you know. And I just feel that baseball just bro, it gets so like blah. There's not that team anymore. There's not that there isn't that Yankees in the 90s. Yeah. Another, another team. Another example, fucking Stanton, bro. 
Stanton should be crushing it on the scene, bro. Aaron Judge, same, but they like nothing. Like, well, let's just play and. I, I can't speak for those guys, but. No, you're the guy. You have to speak for him. You're the highest. You, you're the most popular <laughs> baseball guy that isn't taking an AB in the, on the internet. So I mean, come on, give me something. Well, like I've never, I've never really been around like the the guys in the clubhouse. Like I haven't really. I mean, a lot of them got families. A lot of them, a lot of them are just like they play baseball and they're just normal. Like for like, I don't know. I just feel like it. Just a, it's a much more quiet sport. It's not as socially vibrant than no they're crushing it but they're doing it off the record that's the problem yeah i just i just feel like i just feel like it's not you don't get as many social media personalities out of out of the game of baseball because i think that's why trevor bauer is so vibrant in this super important and the fact that he won the cy young really makes it important because if he would have been because the problem is if you pull that stunt and you get destroyed on the mound, you're yeah. a fucking idiot. And there's right. like, see, yeah. for being a clown, you see what happens, right. which is a story right. of us baseball players our whole life. Right. If God forbid you wore the socks high and you went 0 for 5 that day, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The typical dad and coach, you see, you act like a clown, you're yeah. going to play like yeah, a yeah, clown. Yeah. 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 Right. But they're not doing that to the Hoopers. They're yeah. like, <laughs> listen, it just, it, but. Basketball is also a more exciting sport, so I feel like it just goes with with the way of, yeah. of the sport. But I'm, also pitchers too, Nick. I think pitchers can get away with weird. it a lot more. Pitchers bro. are weird. Pitchers yeah. are weird, bro. POs are weird, bro. They're they're just a different breed. Like the, being a PO is like the coolest thing ever to me. Like you, oh. you show up, like and you like you do your warm ups, you do your your dynamic warm ups, you you throw gas and like you strike batters out and like. To Listen, me, it's Nick. Just Nick, let's ever. talk about this. Yeah. If you're fucking Adrodas Chapman, bro. Yeah. You're going to come in at 6'4", Diesel. I don't know yeah. how that guy with those guns, that, for some reason, that doesn't affect him. He's coming yeah. in at 104, whatever. Bro, because he's lanky. He's lanky. He's like this. He's, he's like, he's, he's, got, he's got long arms. Me? He's, I couldn't do that, bro. My, I, I'm so like, if I was like this, I couldn't I couldn't throw that hard. Nah. The hardest Dude. I ever thrown was like nine, I think. Who was your... Oh, and coming out of the bullpen with your jam, oh, the whole dude, stadium oh, stops dude. for you. It's like, dude, the POs, bro, the POs having me. 25 like, million a year, big Nick. Oh, 25 dude, million. They're the, the best. They're it. the best. They're the best. Oh, man. The, I wanted to ask you about this. The, when, when you played, who was yeah. your favorite player growing up? Growing up? Yeah. Growing up, my favorite player was Ken, Griff- Ken Griffey Jr. and Robinson oh, Cano. Yeah. And then Bryce Harper got drafted in 2010, and I was in the sixth or seventh grade. And ever since then, I would, I've been a, a Bryce Harper fan. Nick, that's another one. Bryce Harper, married now. Yeah. Come yeah. on, man. He, nah, he, nah, listen, Bryce, Bryce, is, Bryce is doing his thing. He, he, um, I feel like Bryce also has a lot of other like hobbies and passions of his that he likes to like the gaming and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And like I feel like um I don't know. I I mean I'm sure like when he was not married or anything like that, like he no, was they did stuff. Yeah, yeah, they did but stuff. like at the same time, like he's doing his thing and and he's he's having fun doing it. So I mean, I don't know. But yeah, Bryce Harper, um, when that first E sixty came out at um when he was like 15 or 16 yeah. he hit that 570 foot home i was like dude this guy's like this guy's another planet man. and I, I wonder how many batting averages nick just dropped because everybody tried to hit like bryce harper oh, i'm sure me 
Me, one hundred percent. Me, I would literally, I would, I would literally, like, at the end of my round of BP, take a couple swings and try and replicate like how how he swings the bat. To me, like, oh, it just get me so juiced up watching him take a round of BP. I thought it was the best thing ever. Nah, and he's a great dude. And he's oh, a great he's, dude. He's, he's awesome. A, he's, awesome. A, he's a super cool dude. The podcast. Let's go a little yeah. back to that. How was that experience for you? How was that whole thing? How has it been? What have you learned? What don't you like? Talk to me about that. So when when I was, if I was in high school, um, what I would always do is I would go at everything. Like I like knew what I was doing. I thought I was like the best at everything. I would never take advice from everybody. I was very hard headed. Now um, I go at everything with a beginner mindset, like a like I've never done it before. And the podcast really humbled me as a creator because you you would think like me being like funny and being creative and like, off the cusp, like just like coming up with these ideas. The second you put on this headphone and this microphone, you hit record. It's like taking like a test for me. Like I can't like it's hard. Like I have to redo. I mean, like the, I did one episode. It took me five days to to edit it because I had to keep restarting and I didn't know like um, how to like make it flow and stuff like that. So it's been a, a big learning curve. But like at the same time, like the only way you get better at something is by if you keep doing it. And right. the only way you become more advanced as a human being is trying shit that's out of your comfort zone so we'll see where this ends up and we'll see what happens with it but i'm still learning i mean i'm very very new to it nick favorite type of music wow good question i like it just depends on the vibe like it depends on how i'm feeling like sometimes like if i'm in the gym my favorite artist is dave east and 50 cent dave east um is a rapper from harlem I don't know if you listen to any of his stuff. You're an East Coast guy all the way. Huh? You're oh, yeah, a New Yorker. The, oh, yeah, the fact that somebody your age mentions 50 Cent. What's your favorite 50 Cent song? Wow. If were, I you were, born, were you born where, when Get Richard died signed? Yeah, I was young, but I was born in 2000. That was a little bit after. I think it was like 05 or 04. Yeah, when yeah, yeah I, was, I was too young. So If um, I Can is your favorite song? If I Can is one of my favorites. Um, and then I like... I like Wangsta, Window Shopper. I like them all. I really do. I think yeah. Get Rich or Die Trying is like a perfect album. And then Dave East, I listen to a lot um, when I'm working out. And then if I'm just chilling, I listen to Country. I listen to Frank Sinatra. I listen to like EDM type stuff. I really listen to it all, except for like heavy metal. Heavy like, metal stuff, huh? I got a lot of East Coast guys. When I was in Vegas, bro, I got a lot of East Coast guys that love the EDM, bro. They like the stuff. Oh, the EDM's great. I love the yeah. EDM. Like it's like a vibe. I, I like it. It's cool, dude. I'm I'm so proud of you, bro. I'm so happy with uh with what you're doing, man. Any Appreciate questions for you, me, man? Anything I could help you with? Any question for me? Ah, uh, nah, not real. I saw you did. I saw you did a couple of interviews with like Erica Nardini. I'm I'm so curious about her, Erica. I like she fascinates me in so many different ways. I feel like she is so good at what she does, and I feel like she is the most confident not just woman, just person in general. I feel like she knows like what the hell she's doing and she has a clue. And I don't know. I just, I was like, how is she in person? Cause I saw you did a podcast with her. Is she like, like a different kind of energy? Like, I just want to do it. I, I did. I did both. I did. She was on mine and then I went to New York mm-hmm. and I was on hers. Yeah. And then right after I did hers, I was on the, the yak. Which was uh, okay. which is their show on uh, on series, yeah. Her story's super interesting, man. Because, see, she wasn't like you. 
your success right now really puts you in an interesting spot because the amount of people that can relate to you at your age, man, is very small. She, on the other hand, was almost like a little bit longer. You're mm -hmm. typical. She's a cool, up north kind of girl yeah. raised by two down-to-earth parents that are working parents. Yeah. And she just did stuff, man. She partied. She was. She figured it out. She yeah. wanted to learn. She's like, I don't like this. Went to something else. I don't like this. Went to someone else. But where her life took her was super interesting because she got into a company called, uh, I don't know, I'm not, don't quote me on the order, but she got into a company called Backstage, which is really popular doing events. Okay. So she got like that event stuff, concert yeah. stuff. Then she was pretty big. I think, I don't know if it was AOL. And then she did, yeah. she had Yahoo experience also. Yeah. So the fact that, and this is what, what happens to me is, I feel the world comes to you. You don't go to the world. So I what agree. I want, what I want, what I'm saying by that is you're living your life and you're following your flow and you're yeah. like, man, all of a sudden you start, because I, I watch your stuff and I'm like, okay, how can this guy get not stuck in right. the baseball world? And I watch, right. I go, okay, he's doing this different thing. He's doing that different thing. Then right. he could... He could maybe start doing the dances and have dads talk about. There's so many things that a yeah. dad can do. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because right. I start yeah, yeah, like, because yeah. I see everybody that I looked at three years ago when I started mm -hmm. is exactly in the same place. Okay. In the country, everybody, and I watch because I watch the counts. I'm like, or they're not doing it anymore because right. they did the baseball thing. Then they became trainers. Then they they, they couldn't milk off the internet anymore, and then they right. went to civilian world. You know. And I try to preserve good things that so with her, super down to earth, Nick, honest. If she fucks up, she'll tell you. Yeah, like, that's just, what I, I like about it. I could sense that from her. Like very honest and very like very honest. Yeah. When and when I talk to her, I go, listen, you are not really knowing how big she was, because I don't I'm a little bit like you in the sense that I feel like there's the the force. <laughs> is yeah. doing with what I do. And I reach out to people and I try to be as cool as I can. And a lot of people reject me. A lot of famous people reject me. A lot of famous people lie to me and yeah. they don't come through, but I just keep going, you know? Right. And I told her, and I never said this, but my last talk where I said, listen, because I'm, I have a lot of choices now of what my next steps are. And I go, listen, you're part of the, not only are you part of the WWF uh, board, but you're part of the coach HP, uh, board right. also right. so uh, i'm gonna hit you up for for stuff and she's like oh i love that you know but the barstool thing is not only blowing up but dave can lose man that motherfucker nah, is he's a, a he and, planet, man. and you know and you know i just i i appreciate him so much because this guy like you take a guy who really came from nothing like barstool was an idea and my dad tells me all the time, it always starts with the idea. And right. it was an idea, and it was somebody who was relentless, somebody who was passionate, and somebody who wanted something to happen. And he made it happen, no matter how long it took, no matter how long he's going to do. And and through all that, yeah, of course, of course you mess up. Of course you say things you don't mean to say. Of course times change and stuff like that. Yeah. But I, I, I have so much respect and so much, like, 
not envy, but just so like, wow, he, this guy really built something that so many people enjoy and so many people gravitate towards. And it was built, it was built by a guy who, who in a bunch of his buddies and to, to see where it is now. And now he's doing the thing with the, with the small businesses and he's trying to, with the, I mean, it's just like, it gives me chills down my spine thinking about it. The fact that someone is so real and someone really is just living proof of no matter how long it takes, no matter how, how, how hard you have to work, like it, it can happen if you really want it to happen. And it's just so inspiring. I mean, he's got me inspired to start um, seeing out like where I could give a helping hand to small businesses and stuff like that. I mean, he's just an inspiration and, and he's, he's just on another planet. Like you were saying. Yeah. Really dude. It's, it's, it's so funny. Cause he's now in Miami. He's here in Miami for, for the new years. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I get tempted to, to ask Eric, say, listen, send me a number. I'm going to go say, what's up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you were at Barstool. I was. I was. It was awesome. What were you on? I was on uh, Game Time. I played Madden with uh, Smitty, General Smitty. Shout out General Smitty. How was that? Did you you go to HQ? Yeah. Yeah. So funny story. So, excuse me. So I was, I got invited to go down and I got invited to play Madden with, with Smitty and on the car ride there. And this was like the first time I've ever done anything like this. Like I've never like sat in front of a camera or anything like that. Like none of this production stuff. So, right. and this is Barstool HQ, like five months ago, Barstool HQ was something in my brain that was untouchable. And like, wow, this is such a crazy, like selected group of individuals. And now I'm going there and I'm going to be on one of their, one of their bits. So in the car, dude, I'm hyperventilated. I'm, I'm about to shit a brick. I'm like, I can't believe this is real. You life. drove down there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got driven in. And then, uh, which I show up to the to the HQ. I, I take a tour of the HQ, and it's just as cool as it is like on stool scenes and stuff right, like that. Right, right, right. And it was just so surreal. And like, yeah, like it's hard. It's hard to like, like when you're in that situation, like you can't if you if you think about what's going on, you're gonna go crazy. You're not gonna perform. You're not gonna be yourself. But I was so scared beforehand. Like I was like nervous, like shaking, but. I had to tell myself, like, listen, like, it's okay to be scared, but it's also okay to be yourself at the same time you're scared. You know what I'm saying? So I was scared, but I was also like, I need to do what I need to do. They're here. I'm here for a reason. And I shook Smitty's hand. We played Madden. It was cool. It really was. It was a great experience. That and then you left? Awesome. And you and left right left. after? Yep. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, mean, I, I got a couple of shirts and stuff, but yeah. yeah. I left. All right. Yeah. All right. Now, now I'm going to ask you an interesting question. I, you know, what's another place, brother, to me is like the Mecca man. And I loved what he's done. When I've been there, to me, it's like Yankee Stadium. What? Uh, Vayner Media. Oh, my God, bro. When you go to Gary's place. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That place, bro. It's like the view. Hudson Yards is like yeah, the best yeah, yeah, thing yeah. ever yeah. happened, you know? Yeah. And just like the motivational stuff. It's just yeah. it's done so good. It's yeah, amazing, amazing, amazing. Talk to me about your mindset. The minute, let's say you were, what day did you go to Barstool? Early September. I think it was a Tuesday. Dude, I was, was I there in September? That was there in July. Okay. So I think I was there in September. It might have, yeah, it was, it was early September. Okay. I, do you remember the day of the week? I think it was Tuesday. So you're on a Tuesday, right? Yeah. It was a that, Tuesday. When you're leaving that place, yeah. What are you telling yourself, Nick? Do you remember? It, there was it, it was so much excitement. Like it was like, I can't believe this is real. It was so surreal. And like, 
I was so excited and like there were so many people hitting me up on my phone and I really didn't take a second to like think about what I had just done until I got home. But leaving there was like, I can't wait to, I, I want to come back tomorrow. Like I, I, this is great. Like I need to come back to this place tomorrow. Um, just so overwhelmed with like emotion and excitement. And you know, like now that I'm, that I'm here and like, this is something that I've been doing for a while, not a while, but something that I like I've, I've grown into and, and, and it's now every, every, um, a part of my everyday life. You don't, in those moments, you don't really take an appreciation for what it is that's going on because it happens so fast and it's so crazy to think about just being that I was working in a gym, like just a normal dude in in January. I'm still a normal dude now, but, um, but now you do take time to be like, wow, like I'm in, in a humble way. Like I'm so proud of like what it is I've done. And like, that's awesome, bro. You don't know how important that is, man. Yeah. And like, and like feeling like shit man like i re- i'm doing something like we're building something and it's something positive and and i'm just proud and like i didn't feel proud until just recently and just because it was so crazy when it first happened but i guess like the, it comes in waves and i still feel waves of it now so i i was overwhelmed at the start and now i'm i'm just proud for what it is i've done i re- really am two more questions Nick. just two more questions yeah 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 i could sit here all day i me too bro i like you found your thing. I think my thing is this. I love yeah. this, the talking and yeah. uh, and the public speaking and that stuff. I love, man. When I was there, it's funny, dude. I, my mouth, I was so excited. I didn't know what Barstool was till yeah. mm, February, March of this year. I didn't know what it, that yeah. was. Okay. So I moved real fast. And when I was there and I was talking to Erica, my mouth got dry. I was so excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, needed, I needed the fucking water, and I'm there drinking yeah. water. She noticed. She's like, "Hey, you want some water?" Whatever. But when I got on, and then once once the flow started coming, boom, yep. yep, it uh, it went. I've had so many cool characters of theirs on the show. I've had, I had her. I had Caleb, who's a monster. Caleb, dude, that guy is a, a genius, beast. pioneer genius. I told him that. I go, "What a beast!" I had yeah. him. I had White Sox Dave. Real yep. cool guy. Also, I had yeah. Eddie mm-hmm. from the day. Real yep. cool. And then I had Michelangelo. Also, same okay. thing. Really yeah. rose this year with with the stuff, man. And it's taking advantage of opportunities, bro. It takes yeah. taking advantage of opportunities. You like to live in the moment. Yes, very much. But let's let's play a little uh, a game here. Okay. This time next year, we're having this conversation. I bring you back next year. Yeah. What would be your successful year is what? What do you want more of that you don't have? I don't know. I What do I want more of that I don't have? Uh Let's guess, put money aside. Let's put money aside because everyone else. I'm gonna talk about money. What else? That, yeah, that's just I mean, everyone would want more money, but what do I want more of? I definitely more people to more people to to see what I bring to the table in terms of laughter. Okay, now career wise, it's looking what? What are you doing? Are you still doing the same thing? Are you where? What is your vibe 
tell you. And I'm going to help you answer that because with me, you became known in the sketch world. Yeah. Right. Which I like that because you can done correctly. Like you have, you can get out of that. A lot of friends of mine have gotten known doing a meme world, which you get stuck because you're going to get a big following because you're copying a lot of stuff, but nobody knows who you are. So you can have to replicate that meme world. I was doing the lessons and then vlogging my truth. And I knew eventually I wanted to get into what I'm at right now. So I yeah. took the steps to get there, right? Yeah. What's your steps? What do you, what would you like to do that you're not doing? I would, there's, to be honest with you, there's nothing that I'm not doing right now that I would want to do in the future, but I would definitely want to be more organized and be more polished when it comes to like the, like the merch thing. I love making the merch. I like when I want to like really dive into what it is like the people enjoy to see, like, and I really want to like, I don't know, figure out that sort of thing and really like capitalize on those opportunities. I also want to continue my relationship that I have with the brands that I'm working with and Any really, brands that you want to share that you're working with cuts clothing. One of them right here. These guys, what make, is it called? Cuts clothing. Okay, cuts. cuts clothing. Okay. Um, cuts, they make their t shirt brand. And like to me, like being short and like being like just like whatever, like style to me is like so important. And these guys, they make the best. Like, I'm not even I, I would work to make enough money to be able to buy shirts from them because that I love their awesome. shirts so much before awesome. before all the social media stuff. So nice. like now that I'm able to work with them, like I wear it proudly, and these guys got the right mindset. I mean Nice to, to, to just, and I, I have a lot of things written down on my, on my wall on like a bunch of whiteboards and continuously build the brand, continuously build the brand, continuously, uh, pursue my passions and, and to, to continue to maintain who I am and value everybody that I meet along the way and then mutually benefit from, from both, from both sides. Like, and what I, what I mean by that is like, cuts uh, yeah i have the following to promote them and stuff like that and that's awesome but at the same time these are these are guys who know what they're doing in terms of business they know how to market themselves they they get the whole thing and they have a like-minded mindset that i do and to surround and surround myself with people who think the same way that i do and you you said something there very interesting nick yeah the business of the thing we had a talk you're like listen dude i do this post on my story but you're not going to be on my i mean yeah. on my story but i don't touch my posts yeah a lot of people, I get hit up by so many people to do GoFundMe, and I yeah. hate GoFundMe unless somebody's like severely injured or sick or something. A GoFundMe for a five U travel tournament right. is like right. crazy to me. Right? Hey, can, I, can you post this for me? And they don't understand right. that that's now me right. telling my people to whatever. Right? How has that been hard for you? Has that been hard for you to tell people? Yeah. Listen, these are the rules and stuff. A lot of people yeah, are trying to take advantage. You, I wouldn't say take advantage, but you definitely get into certain situations to where like you have to make a judgment call in terms of like what it is like people want you to do. And there's a very, very fine line between someone who just wants something from you and someone who wants to help you while you help them at the same time. Right. And a lot of times, and there are certain situations where you should work for free and you should give your insight and you should do things for people at no expense whatsoever. But 
that doesn't mean that it should be every time. And that should be up to the person to determine whether or not that's, that's the right call to make. Um, and I've run in a couple of situations where it's like, Hey, like so-and-so is, is going through this and can you please donate? And like, they don't leave you alone if you don't, if you don't, um, if you don't answer, if, 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 if this or that, and it has nothing to do with how I, like, I don't, it's not that I don't want any, like nothing but the best for whoever that may be, but just because you have a big following, you don't have to feel like you need to help everybody. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like sometimes, especially me, I I get caught up very much in like, well, like, does this, like you overthink a lot. It's like, well, if I don't do this, is this person going to perceive me as, as X, Y, and Z? And like, once you start to figure out like the difference between someone, like I was saying before, who just wants something from you just because you have the platform or someone who really like genuinely wants to develop a relationship. Cause I'm a huge relationship guy. Like I, I, that's my favorite part about this entire thing is meeting people and, and, and talking and picking their brain. Once you determine that difference, then you decide like, right. okay, right. I'm going to help them or, or do this for them. Um, it's funny, dude. I notice I watch so many things and it, and it, you don't want it that way when you're on that side, but it is that way and it has to be that way. I watch people and I watch who they post on their feed on their is it called feed when you do your post? Yeah, yeah, feed. Yep. So I watch people when they have people on the show or people that they deal with, they don't post on their feed and they yeah. put on their story, right? But then if if all of a sudden somebody's on Joe Rogan, that goes on your post two seconds. Right. You know, like oh, it's like, and it's the respect of the game, you know, 100%, 100%. like like if like if the barstool thing, I'm sure you posted that on your yeah. post. Oh, You're yeah, proud of, of that, course, you know? of course. And, and I tell people that. I go, the goal is, and you can't take it personal because it's part of no, the thing. No, there's nothing personal about there's it. There's nothing personal because I see I see it. With, and I saw with some of the barstool people that they'll post every, people who are on the same boat. They'll just do story. It'll never go on their feed. Yeah. They get somebody on their show. That goes all over the right, post. Right. That person who's huge doesn't even mention that they even like. Right. You know, right. Like, and it's just the way it's, it's just the, the way, way the, the way it works. And like, yeah, it's just there's it's nothing personal. And you can't take that person that's the business. Yeah. And like even even like even me, for example, like I don't work with brands that I don't believe in. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to work with you just because the check is fat. Like, I don't yeah. to be honest, that that's just I because when you do that, you start to like, you, you don't, you don't see the value in like the people you're dealing with. You just see the money. And to be honest, like, like cuts clothing, for example, like these guys, they send you everything, like what it means to be a cuts affiliate. And like I love that. Like, I love being a part of a team. Yeah. And, they're into it. Dude. Yeah. I, I, I look at people, Nick, and they remind me sometimes of, you know, Ricky Bobby. Yeah. How they wear all the stuff. They got, they got like a thousand, you know, yeah. the race to have yeah. tied. This is a, yeah. like, how many things are you going to promote? And you're not really promoting anything if you're doing that, yeah. man. Yeah. What is the most? So other than that brand, anybody else you're working with? I work with Manscaped. Um, Manscaped nice. is cool because like they're all about like, fun, they're, fun, fun. yeah, it's just funny. It's awesome. And like my demographic fits perfectly. And like, I've done so many funny things for them. And like, nice. I just enjoy working with them. It really is. And like, they were one of the first people I ever ended up working with. Um, and I also work with hardcore Italians, which is a brand based out of Chicago. Um, and the guy, Mike, shout out, Mike is the most genuine dude I've ever met in my entire life. And like, that's just, it's awesome. It really I love is. It. Nick, what's your dream brand, bro? Do you have, do you think about that? Do you have one? Lululemon. Lululemon, huh? 
Nah, I mean, listen, I love, I love their clothes. I that's love a, that's um, amazing clothes. People yeah, know. Oh, yeah, America. I love them. But to be honest with you, and I'm, 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 I'm gonna answer this one um, seriously. There's a supplement company called Bear Performance Nutrition, and have you ever heard of Nick Bear? No. So he was. Um, he did. He was in uh, Ranger School. He was. I, I think he was a teacher at, or I don't know the correct terminology, so I'm not going to get into it. But basically, he started. A, he took out a twenty thousand dollar loan. And he started his his own supplement company out of his dorm room in Pennsylvania, and now it's this multi million dollar brand. And he's done. He does the YouTube stuff. I could send this to you after. He does the YouTube stuff, and he preaches two things. He preaches um, a term that they use in the military called "embrace the suck," which means when you're going through something physically challenging, mentally challenging, you need to embrace it instead of trying to push it away. And the other thing he preaches is this thing called go one more. And he tells this story and it's the most inspiring story I've ever heard in my life of he was in ranger school and they were doing um, their rounds or whatever it is they were doing. And like one of his partners was just absolutely drained. They haven't slept in however many days. And Nick kept telling him just one more day. Right. And then he would wake up the next day, just one more day. And the guy wanted to quit so bad. But after a while, if you just focus on one day and you do it brick by brick, eventually you're going to have a house, right? Oh, yeah, bro. And eventually the guy graduated from from the school. And it's just a brand. Like, I just, I'm so passionate. Like, I love it because it's just, it resonates with me. And he's taught me so much. He has no idea. He like, he knows, like, he knows why I have spoken a couple of times, but he has no clue the impact he's had on Dude, me. And if well, I let work me, with them. Bro, let me, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll tell you a funny story. So I had on my boy Gage. From Tennessee, started a hat company called Daisy May Hat Company. Sick, nice hats. Yeah, yeah. And I saw him because Brandon Shaw, you know Brandon Shaw? Brandon Shaw. The ex-MMA guy that's now podcaster that he has. Yes. Uh, the fighter I mean, and the kid, the sting. Mm, and Yeah. I when think Dylan Dennis, he was the guy interviewing Dylan Dennis when yep. Jake Paul threw yep, the yep. things. Okay. Joe Rogan's boy. Yeah, Joe Rogan, he followed the formula. And so I see this guy and I like his story. So I have him on the show. He's literally the same thing you're doing now. He tells me, and he's really popping off now. He's done hats for ZZ Top. Like he's, yeah, he's yeah, coming yeah. up. He goes, HP, I have in my office this saying by Evan Haffer, the creator of Black Rifle Coffee. Yeah. And the saying goes, I don't know. It's one of these good things. I don't know what right, it is. Right, right, right. I go, listen, bro. I'm going to have Evan on next week. He didn't know. This. I'm going to have Evan on next week. I'm going to reach out to him. Yeah. And I'm going to show him. Now I'm going to clip this and I'm going to send it to him, right? Yeah. And I'm going to hook you guys up. Right. Right. You don't need anything from anybody, but I'm going to do that for you. So what I'm going to do too is I'm going to put a little, <laughs> I'm going to reach out to that dude of that thing. I'm going to clip this. Yeah. I'm going to figure out. I'm gonna, I have no idea who you are, bro. <laughs> But I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see. My boy's really passionate about that because when the best thing that happened to me, Nick, was that nobody helped me on anything. Yeah, was that my dad prepared me for everything except to deal with him. Mm-hmm. So when nobody did anything, I developed this mindset that set me apart from everything. And yeah. I got two last stories for you because I could talk to you forever. <laughs> Oregon State reaches out to me to speak. Yeah. This is two years ago. They had just won the national title. Mm-hmm. And when I'm speaking, a bunch of white boys. I'd never been in Corvallis, Oregon. Mm-hmm. My daughter was probably born 
three weeks before. Yeah. And I had told my wife, listen, I got to get out of here. I got to go. These are the national champs. I got to go speak yeah, to yeah, them. Yeah. So I, I literally left Monday, took a plane from Miami to San Francisco, two-hour layover, San Francisco to Portland, drove yeah. three hours to Corvallis, okay, mm-hmm. to speak in front of the team. And then after I spoke, get in a plane, come back Wednesday, yeah. and then Wednesday, attacking life, doing content, right back at yeah. it. Because right? I learned that from the YouTubers. I've mimicked. Yeah. I looked up to the YouTubers. Yeah. Now people kind of look. I did the reverse. Right. I didn't do what baseball coaches do. I, I, I learned from Gary, from Casey. Yeah, because the YouTubers, they don't stop. They don't stop. And I learned that you don't need to go for like a week or three days. Go one day, come in and out, and keep attacking what you yeah. do. So I mimicked that, and I started doing that. And when I'm speaking, I'm talking about my mindset and dealing with failure, Nick, and everything that happened to me and why I learned to look at the positive side and everything's about effort and attitude and this whole thing. Yeah. When I'm done, any questions? This dude, crystal blue eyes, like you're staring at me the whole time, raises his hand. Coach, your mindset, how do you deal with that? How are you so positive? How do you deal with negativity? Answer it, super cool. Ask me a second question. We're done. A couple more people ask the questions. We take a team picture. Homeboy's right next to me. I have no idea who he is. Yeah. He's right next to me. We're done. The, sends me a DM. Coach, you being here is like fate. He's a super religious dude. And it was like beautiful DM. I was like, bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome, man. Any help I can be, yeah. I'm here for you. Yeah. Manager calls me up. He's like, listen, bro, you fucking crushed this thing. Number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, you know who that kid was that was asking his questions? I go, no, I have no idea. He goes, that's Adley Rushman, the projected number one overall pick. Yeah, bro. Yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah. This 6'4 switch hitting catcher who's a monster yeah. signed with Baltimore for $8.1 million a year. Yep. I, I know exactly who you're talking about. Right. And I have all this. And, and because I record everything, I have this on video yeah. content now. Right. And what I tell people is see, the moral of the story is I don't need anything from Ashley, from, from Adley. I don't need yeah. tickets to the games. Like, yeah. What I need is to be able to share. Same thing, same thing with Barstow, same thing with Gary, same thing with anybody. Yeah. Is a lot of people saw me on Barstool and reached out to me. Yeah. For a lot of people, how can I get on Barstool too? How can I get their attention? Right. Some people with good intentions, some with not. But with everybody, I said, what value are you bringing to the table? Right. That's it. Because right. if you have millions of followers, which you're there, you can right. now command some attention. But if you don't have that, and I did the reverse because today, I think ARAC's going to hit a million today. I post everybody on my post yeah. because I'm in a different place. I'm not a, my brand is a true relationship brand, right. period. Yeah. But I'm not 20 years old. Right. So that's why you got to be selective because of where you're at right now. And it's so big that you can't do what I'm doing because I feel like I'm doing almost like a, the universe and act the God thing where he put me, where he put me. And that's why I'm being so yeah. successful. And it's a big long-term play and I could do this forever. Right. But your thing, your and I'm married. I got two kids. My life right. ain't going to change too much. But you have, you don't know if all of a sudden an Addison Ray sees your thing and says, hey, come to the, t-. that could yeah. happen. And oh, then yeah, it goes into a whole different stratosphere. Oh, yeah, it could. I love it could. everything you're doing. And I'm a big you. fan of everything you're doing because your thing, you don't know where you're going to be next year. No, no idea. I don't and, know where I'm going to be tomorrow. Yeah, and that's why that thing's so huge, bro. 
Thank you. Anything before I let you go, bro? Been here no, for wanna, an hour wanna, and a half. I want to thank you for having me. I think this was awesome. I really enjoyed this. You can follow me at Nikki.cast on Instagram if you want. Nikki Podcast. But yeah, no, for real. Thank you. I appreciate the time. You're, you're the man. What makes, before you go, what makes a good podcast that you like? Uh, being real, being different. 100% being real and being different. Like, don't try too hard. Just be yourself. And if you enjoy it, someone else is going to enjoy it. And that's just how it works. Dude, I love it. Don't don't leave yet. I'm going to say bye to you the right way. I'm just going to lie real you. quick. Hold on. I got people asking me, coach, about breaking in gloves here on YouTube. <laughs> Hold on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.